Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Pat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange... The Bizarre, The Unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. You know what's amazing? I looked down at our production schedule, and this is our 100th episode. 100th episode. 100 episodes. I feel really badly now. Why? Why do you feel badly? I just feel like we should have something... Special? Yeah, something, something for the 100th episode. I should have planned ahead. A, made, made a cake or something like that. Build a cake build, or something. Build a cake or something. I uh, I have nothing. I don't, I'm not, I, I feel. It's okay. Tragically. It's okay. Unprepared for this well, momentous moment. It, yeah, we should have done something special, but as it turns out, our 100th episode is two days before our live show. Mm-hmm. So we're we're pushing to get everything together before we fly out. Maybe what we can do is uh, once things settle down a little bit mm-hmm. for us, we can do a 100th episode celebration retroactively. I think that's a wonderful idea. Okay, that's, that's a wonderful idea. We'll work on that then. And we could make a poster. And it will say 100th episode, and we'll just hold it. Yeah, that's and pretend like it's. It'll be a beautiful, yeah, beautiful moment. Wow, we suck. We really suck. <laughs> suck so hard. <sighs> Anywho's all. Yeah. So the uh, live show is two days away from the drop date of this episode, and uh, that means that your time to get tickets is running out. Right. The time is nigh. And uh, I hope to see you there. I'm very excited. Theboxofoddities.com is the website where you can uh, find our merch and, of course, get those tickets and, you know, I don't know, do whatever the hell you want there. I don't care. Sure. So I go first in this episode. And, uh, boy, this one's a weird one. Uh, Do you know who Gigi Allen is? I don't think so. Gigi Allen. Okay. He was a musician and a pretty extreme one. He was born Jesus Christ Allen, singer, songwriter, record producer. He performed and recorded with uh, various groups during his career. He was best known for his outlandish live performances, which featured uh, transgressive acts, including eating poo. 
self-mutilation, and he often attacked audience members. Um, So you said that he was born with the name Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ Allen, yeah. And what happened was his uh, brother couldn't pronounce Jesus, and Mm -hmm. so he called him Gigi. Oh, that's nice. And so he- cute. Yeah. And he- took on just the initials gg see my sister had a friend when i was growing up named jesus a christ but she had changed her name to that so it's just oh uh, it's surprised. a little different yeah. yeah right okay go ahead yeah he was uh more famous for his antics on stage really than his uh his music sure uh, yeah poop eating will do that yeah he would rub it all over himself he would cut himself up and bleed and then he would throw blood and feces at the audience oh and they loved it sure mm-hmm. I, so. uh, his lyrics um expressed uh controversial points of view on topics such as misogyny pedophilia blasphemy racism he, he tended to be a tad polarizing. So you think that was his art more than anything else was just creating yeah, a, I think so. an experience or a yep. reaction? That's my, my guess. Kind of like an Andy Kaufman of the poop art world? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's, yeah, sure. right. An sure, aggressive, sure. mean-spirited, poop-slinging Andy Kaufman. Okay, yeah. Uh, his uh, his music was never really well recorded. I think that's going to be the title for this episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's enough room for that, but yeah, it's that a would be a, lengthy. That would be a great one. He uh, his his recordings were never very well done. They were all kind of poorly recorded. Mm-hmm. He received nothing more than uh, well, mostly negative reviews from critics. Although he did have a cult following, and these people. His following was, they were just devoted to him. Sure. Not only during his career, but after his life ended. Well, I can think of a few artists like that, you know, that are just garbage and people people just follow around like they're, yeah. you know. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. Uh, a lot of people like fish. Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, wow. So you've, 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 you've blasted Bruce Springsteen. I know. I know. And I'm now not making any fish. Friends. I'm sorry. These no. are your personal no. points of view and you're entitled uh, to them. But I know, but uh, I know that you're, you're allowed to like fish. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I like the song Free. Well, that's good to know. Gigi Allen is known for his commitment to performing suicide on stage during one of his concerts. He oh, said, is that how? No, it's not how he died. Oh. Much to the disappointment of a lot of his fans, they, sure. they would go to his shows hoping he was going to do it. Sure. He was supposed to do it on, um, let me see here, Halloween night. Uh, I think it was 1992. Okay. But he was in jail. Oh. So he couldn't kill himself on stage. And so when he got out, people were like, hey, when are you going to kill yourself on stage? And he told some music critic who was doing an article on him that he didn't know he was going to do it. He was planning to do it. He didn't know when because he needed to be at the height of his powers. Okay. Before he offed himself on stage. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like a... A weird plan, but okay. Yeah. The first band he played with was called uh, Little Sister's Date, and they covered songs by Kiss and Aerosmith. Okay. Early on. <laughs> it doesn't sound very uh, poop slingy, but no, all right. No, no, He wasn't slinging poop then. By the time he was slinging poop, he was doing songs like Ass Fucking Butt Sucking Cunt Licking Masturbator. Okay. It's a long title. Yeah. That wouldn't fit on the, no. on the record no. label. 
He also did uh, Die When You Die. And if you read the lyrics, uh, <laughs> woo. Rough? Uh, yeah, pretty rough. He was certainly into shock. Okay. That's what he was doing. He introduced his, uh, his, his famous poop punk stage movement in 85, 1985, <laughs> at a show in Peoria, Illinois. And this is what he did. He literally just shit himself on stage intentionally. Like, was he wearing pants or? He's wearing a jock strap and he, that was it. Oh. So he, he craps himself and it ends up on the stage. Yeah. And it almost caused a riot as people were trying to get away from the stench. Oh, they no. were climbing over each other have, to get out of the venue. I have questions. Okay. So did he squat or was he just like roaming about and it just came out of his butt? I don't know for sure, but my guess is he probably squatted because he was a theatrical guy. He wanted to make sure people knew what he was doing. So that's probably suppose, what, what, he, what he did. He claimed that uh, he was the last true rock and roller out to reclaim rock music as the real art form of rebelliousness. Okay. I, I think that, okay. No. All right. Go ahead. Say more things. Interestingly, one of his musical idols was country star Hank Williams. Okay. And so he covered one of Hank Williams' songs called Family Tradition. Yeah. But he changed it to Scumfuck Tradition. <laughs> kind of made it his own sure. that way. <laughs> I'm hearing it now in my uh, head. In your it, head. You're, it, it works. It, it does. It works. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Alan admitted to uh, being arrested 52 times. And claimed that he had raped both men and women on stage. That's not, that's not been uh, verified. And, and most people think that was just him trying to create this persona. Yeah. You know, there, were, there was. But there were no accounts of that happening. No. Yeah. No. Okay. I've got to say, uh, I, I don't think I care for this guy. He was. Um, Interesting. You know, I I respect the idea that um, reactionary art is a thing, and uh, there's a certain amount of truth to that. Like the the way that people uh, react to your actions or the thing that you've made, you know, that's that is art in its own right. Right. Um, however, when you're this kind of behavior, and I'm I can't say that it's not art because I don't get to decide that. But, right. Sure. 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 Um. This kind of thing reminds me of like a child um, acting out to get attention mm -hmm. like that. It And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't understand it. You know, I've never seen it. I didn't I didn't get to watch the stage poop. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know how yeah. beautiful it might have really been. My my question is, if you're going there knowing he's going to defecate on the stage, mm. do you get front row seats? And if so, do they charge less? for them mm. you know instead of charging more it would make more sense to charge more for the tickets that uh, seats that are farther away from the stage right i always thought it was weird that people paid to get front row seats to gallagher so you know this is a whole different kind of spray this is a very dark gallagher performance <laughs> <laughs> instead of crushing watermelon with a mallet 
He's shitting himself wearing a jock strap. Yeah. And then flinging it into the audience. Right. Mm. There's a bar that I used to go to quite regularly that had a jock strap that just kind of moved its way about the establishment. On its own? On its own. Like people would relocate. Was it a haunted jock, no, it was, jock strap? It wasn't haunted. It was just, it lived in the building. It didn't have a, a space where right. it lived. I see. Uh, people would pick it up, carry it around, wear it about, put it on their heads, lock Lots of photos with it. It was uh, filthy oh. and uh, just really. But I don't. I don't think any feces. Okay. So you I can't mean, be certain. No. 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 All right. Okay. There is a, a picture of me somewhere uh, wearing it, but again, <laughs> no feces. Okay. Well, the only thing stranger than Gigi Allen's life is Gigi Allen's death. Oh. His last show was on June 27th, 1993, according to Wikipedia. He was at a small club called The Gas Station, which is a which was a punk venue located inside of a former gas station at 194 East 2nd Street in Manhattan. Uh, during the second song, the venue was so horrified by what was happening on stage that they cut the power. Oh, and he got really angry and trashed the club. Once he was done with that, he walked across the street naked and then continued on wearing now wearing he had put shorts on by this point, uh, but he was still covered in blood and feces, just strolling through the neighborhood, followed by a large group of his fans Okay, that uh, left the club with him. It'd be hard to lose him. Sure. What yeah. Just that? follow the cloud of flies. <laughs> right. <laughs> After walking uh, the streets for just about an hour, he eventually went to his best friend's apartment, the apartment of Johnny Puke. Was that his his born name? I don't know if that was his. his I, I, I doubt that very much. <laughs> there, he and others continue to party and to use drugs. Uh, sometime during the evening, Alan did a whole shitload of heroin and overdosed. Mm-hmm. He slipped into an unconscious state. People thought he was just sleeping. There is a photo out there of him. He's dead. And there are people taking selfies with him. Right, because they think he's asleep. Because they think he's asleep. Yeah. A couple of groupies. Sure. They thought that was kind of fun to do. Yeah. Not knowing that he was dead at the time. The next morning, someone uh, some noticed that uh, he, was, he was still laying motionless in the exact same place, exact same position that they had left him. And they called for an ambulance. Uh, Alan was pronounced dead at the scene. He was 36 years old. Oh, my goodness. Just a baby. Now it gets really weird. Oh, it gets weirder. His funeral took place on July 3rd, 1993 in his uh, native New Hampshire. Okay. At St. Rose Cemetery, Littleton. Oh, that's not far at all. Nope. At his funeral, Alan's bloated, unpreserved corpse was dressed in his black leather jacket and trademark jock strap. That was it. Gigi was buried with a bottle of Jim Beam beside him in the casket, as requested, uh, openly stated in uh, in his song "When I Die." Mm-hmm. This was they they did what he said he wanted to have done, yeah, in, yeah. you know, and what he, what he wrote in the song. As part of his brother's request, the mortician was instructed not to wash the corpse or apply any makeup. Um, friends posed with the corpse. He placed drugs and whiskey in his mouth. 
And toward the end, uh, headphones plugged into a portable cassette player, which was playing one of his albums, was put on his on his head. People said that he smelled like um, feces, sure, and decomposing punk rocker. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. That's what you would expect him to smell like. That's unfortunate. Oh, is there a photo? There's a photo of him in his coffin, sweetie. I've seen that. Oh, I didn't know that was real. That's real. Well, there you go. Yep. Well, I'm glad that they followed through with his wishes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that that's something I would enjoy uh, being a part of. Well, here's the thing. Those of us who didn't make it to the funeral can still experience it because it was videotaped and it's on YouTube. Huh. It's a sort of kind of documentary uh, called The Final Hell Ride. And it was only available on VHS, but you can find it on YouTube. It's a three-parter. And it actually, I watched it. Oh, you did? And the very end of it, they sneak a camera into the funeral home mm-hmm. where where the funeral is taking place. And it just turned into this party. You sure. know, they're, they're playing his music, which yeah. is, you know, really loud, aggressive, punk rocky stuff from that period of time. Mm-hmm. And he's just lying there smelling bad in his jock strap. And people are so used to being around him smelling horribly. In a jock strap. In a jock strap. And I'm guessing that the people that were there were part of that scene. Yes, they were. Were totally yep. into this whole thing and were probably self-medicating mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yep, 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 yep. And so I can see how that would turn into uh, a rager for sure. Well, it, it, it became crazy. They um, Somebody brought in a microphone and they put it in his hand. Mm. And then at one point during the video, you can see somebody, uh, a reveler, if you will, grab his hand and force it up to his mouth. Like he's singing, mm-hmm. you know, because his music is playing in sure, the background. Sure, sure. That just seems like odd behavior at a funeral. I, you well, know. They were probably, you know, I mean, hi. <laughs> oh, he probably, yeah. So, yeah. I mean. They were putting cigarettes in his mouth and yeah. stuff. You know, yep, that's, uh, well, you know. Uh, hey, whatever. He was buried in his mother's plot. Oh, they, no. I don't think that her last wishes had anything to do with her feces-smelling son being jammed in there with her. <laughs> no, no, she is, she she wasn't dead yet. I, okay. I think she's still alive. Oh, really? Actually. Oh. In fact, uh, I do believe... Oh, that, that just makes me sad. There is a... That's got to be hard. I mean, even if you are, you know, encouraging of the artistic lifestyle, which leads to this kind of behavior, it's got to be hard to watch your kid get arrested 52 times yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and poop on stage. Sure. Um, and then overdose. And then die. Yeah. In fact... Last December, on the 13th, Showtime premiered a uh, documentary called Gigi Allen, All in the Family. And that documented uh, Allen's life, his career, his death, and how his brother and mother are coping with his death 20 years later. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, I want to watch that too. So they buried him in the plot that had been set aside for his mother. Got Got it. And they put a headstone up, but they took the headstone down recently because people were just coming and pooping on it. And peeing on it. Sure, 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 you sure, know. sure. That was their way of, of offering a tribute to him, I, I'm guessing, but... I, I imagine he would approve. 
Yeah, his brother and mother didn't care for it too I, much. I bet. I so bet. they removed the stone, and uh, he is still buried in uh, Littleton, New Hampshire. But uh, good luck finding it. Woo. G.G. Allen. All right, then. A weird, weird dude. I feel really torn because, I, like I said, I never, you know, I don't get to decide what art is. And I, but at the same time, I just, ugh. Yeah. No, it's not, it's just not for me. No. I prefer Salvador Dali. Yeah. But you know what? You, you pointed this less out. Less feces. <laughs> yeah. Salvador Dali, less feces. You pointed out earlier how it appeared as though Gigi Allen was creating opportunities for people to react mm. in certain ways and that that reaction to what he was doing was the artwork and not what he was doing. Right. On stage, which is what Salvador Dali did. Exactly. Which is what Andy Kaufman did. Exactly. It's just, in his case, it smelled a lot worse. Sure. And now, that thing in the middle. Here are 10 crazy and weird sports that you probably didn't know existed. Number five, shin kicking. It's played in England, and it has a 400-year-old history. Apparently, it's been around for a while. Here are the rules. First person to fall down loses. <laughs> you just kick them in the shin until they fall down. I love it. Number four, ski bobbing. It's kind of like a combo of skiing and snow biking. I don't even know what snow biking is. Number three, chess boxing. Full contact chess. I love it. That's big in Finland. Number two, ultimate taser ball. <laughs> There's a gigantic ball you have to put in the net. There's also taser guns. And number one, underwater upside-down hockey. It's played in Finland, Australia, Germany, and other European nations. And by the way, the Finns are the world leaders. I don't think I like this. I'm getting woozy looking at the picture. The Box of Oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth. You know, as a small business owner, sometimes you feel like you're at a disadvantage because bigger companies, they have so many more resources at their disposal and they can keep up with the fast pace of business probably better than you can. At least that's what you might be thinking. Until now. HoneyBook helps you organize and get your small business to the next level. So you can spend less time handling the administrative work and more time doing what you love. Now, HoneyBook is an all-in-one business management platform for creative small businesses. And like we've told you in the past, you know, if, you, if you're like a photographer or an artist or an event planner, something that uh, takes some creativity to make your product stand above and beyond the competition. The last thing you want to be doing is invoicing or putting proposals together. HoneyBook makes it so much easier. It streamlines the process. And the reason it's so good is because it was made by people who were creative entrepreneurs. So they know what you need assistance with. They know how to streamline the process. And they did it right with HoneyBook. HoneyBook has client and calendar management tools, custom branded proposals and contracts. And you can even get e-signatures. You can generate invoices, and the most important thing, get paid faster, all within one online system. That's why over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals, and more have saved hundreds, if not thousands of hours a year with HoneyBook. If you don't have HoneyBook, you are not maximizing your potential as a creative small business owner. That's why we've partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer Box of Oddities listeners 50% off the first year of HoneyBook 
with promo code BOX. So get started at HoneyBook.com today and use promo code BOX for 50% off your first year. Check it out. You will not regret it. HoneyBook.com, promo code BOX. The podcast world is growing bigger every day, and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya. That's H-I-M-A-L. L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow the Box of Oddities once you're there. The Box of Oddities. It's not for everyone. What you got for me? What, what you, what, what you, what you got for me? What, 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 what you got for me? So the question I have um, for you. Right. Is what you got for me. Oh, I see. That's yeah. what you were getting at. That's what I was getting at. All right, so um, you know this, and many uh, people who hang out with us may have picked up on this, but I love vintage phrases. Yes. I love the idea that words are fads as well as, uh, you know, anything else, you know, clothing and architectural styles. And, you know, we use phrases and don't even realize that they're trendy and that 50 years from now, you know, people may not use them. And it's always been interesting to me that we say things sometimes, we don't know why we say them. It means something, but it doesn't make any sense why it means that. And I've recognized that, especially as I'm learning the Spanish language, because Spanish has tons of these idioms as well Okay, um, that you read and you go, what in the name of cripe does that mean? <laughs> but it's it's just the way that we talk. Okay, so there's a lot of these interesting phrases that we've used throughout the years that probably the people who are using them didn't even realize that they were fads, but they were fads. That reminds me of uh, a time when I met a foreign exchange student from Russia who was just in the United States for a short period of time going Mm -hmm. to school. He spoke English very, very well, but wasn't familiar with these types of, 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 of sayings. And I took him to a football game and I spent the good portion of the, of the game trying to explain to him what the announcer meant by taking the pigskin deep. (laughs) He was horrified and wanted to report us to authorities. I understand. Yeah, I do too. But different reasons. <laughs> so the next time that you are enjoying something, uh, be sure to let those around you know that you think it's dap. Dap. So this is very 1950s jazzy kind of phrase. Dap is D-A-P. It stands for dead ass perfect. No kidding. And uh, so. Was it? Oh, go ahead. Uh, no. Wasn't that a product as well from that time period? Dap. Dapper Dan. I don't want fop, God damn it! I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but Dap, it sounds, it reminds me of a product, like a hair product or something from that time period. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Uh, much of this, by the way, will come from Bustle, also from Thought Catalog. This one I've used uh, many times, and it's something that gets questioned often, and it's Know Your Onions. Know your onions. I've heard this. Yeah. 
Know Your Onions is just, it's super simple. It's to know what's up, what's going on, what is hip. It's to know your onions. If you are uh, talking about popular culture and you're all like, so that Pete guy and that Ariana chick uh, broke yeah. up and then yeah. you're like, oh yeah, now you, now you know your onions. But where does it come from? Why it's, do we say that? It's ridiculous. I don't know. It's out of the 20s. Who knows anything about why? Oh, they why? were all hopped up on bathtub gin. You know it. Wearing those raccoon coats, saying 23 skidoo. If everything had fringe on it. I like fringe. I, I do too. I also love a nice headband. According to the dictionary, to know one's onions. Be very knowledgeable about something. Fred knows his onions about social credit. We know what it means, dictionary. What I want to know is why they use the word onions. Ah, every time I try to find out, a ad comes up and says I've won $10,000. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I've stopped trying. I think that's wise. Banks closed. Is that another one? Yeah. I've never heard that. Banks closed. Does that go back to the Depression? This also out of the 1920s. Glorious time for verbiage. It means, sorry, babe, no making out at this time. So if the oh girls God. all like, hey, let's get in on this action. Uh, 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 he would be like, sorry, babe, banks closed. That means no making out right now. And generally, it would be if the occasion means that it's not appropriate. But, but wouldn't it be the other way around more? Like the woman saying it to the guy because the banks never... I guess if you're sexist. The, well, no, the banks never closed if you're a guy. Rarely is the bank closed. That is 100% not accurate. And in addition to that, he's probably... He probably... The guy wants to make a deposit, right? That's what I'm thinking. And that's where it comes from. So... I want to make a deposit. Okay, so let's, let's chain this around entirely. So the girl's all like, hey, babe, you want to make out? And the other girl's like, sorry, babe, bank's closed. Okay. Okay. Fine. I get. What I get your point. So let's just remove any sort of concerns about who's saying what. Yeah, but make a deposit was a funny thing. It was funny. Yes, yeah. because semen. I yeah, get it. Right. Great job, it a, sweetie. It was a semen joke. I appreciate you for the semen joke times. I <laughs> 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 so there's that. Yep. Banks closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. So maybe the person telling you that the bank is closed is a bear cat. Could be. Bear cat, right around from this time period, also 20s, 30s, 40s. It means a lively, spirited woman, possibly with a fiery streak. She's a bear cat. Ooh. You know. Maybe someone doesn't want to do the fun thing. Maybe someone's uh, a prude or they're like a killjoy. Okay. You know, you're at a party and you're like, let's take this party elsewhere. We're going to ratchet it up. And they're like, I don't want to do that. What, what do you call them? You call them a blue nose. A blue nose. Okay. This one I think would be actually really interesting uh, to learn a little more about because uh, it's not a brown nose. Right. It's a blue nose. Okay. All which right. so it's but it's not so it's not B L E W like I blew my nose. No, it's B L U E. Okay. Which to me makes me feel like they're cold. Sure. Maybe that's it. That they have their nose in the air so high that it's reached an altitude that has caused some uh, freezing. 
I think that's an flesh. excellent guess. And, and so, I would I would be able to verify that if it weren't for this Amazon gift card that I've won. That keeps popping up on your screen. Damn Good it. Lord. You know what I have to say about that? What? Bushwa. Bushwa? Bushwa. I, I am I, in my sick mind, and tired. In my mind, I, I hear Teddy Roosevelt saying that. Oh, he, he probably exactly would Along have. Along with bully. Yes. Bully. Because bushwa means bullshit. Yeah, it does. I've had enough of this yeah. bushwa. Bushwa. I love it. I'm going to start using it let's, every single day. Let's bring it back. Three times and it's yours. High five. Okay. But me, you can figure that one out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, boy, the 20s were a roaring time. It was, a, it was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Chalk full of butts. And bathtub gin. All right. Happy cabbage. This is something I also decided earlier today I was going to start utilizing. Is that, uh, let me guess. Yes, please. Happy cabbage is um, mad money or or, or uh, free cash. It's disposable income. Disposable income. It is dollars that you've got in your pocket that you can spend on whatever you want. I it's some you. happy cabbage. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> all, all of my dollars are going to loans. Okay. <laughs> so we've talked about, of course, you know about the cat's pajamas and the bee's knees. Sure. You know these. Uh, but we're going to talk a little more about something being uh, Twitter-pated. What? All right. So you're you're feeling a little Twitter-pated. Maybe you might be feeling a little Twitter-pated right now. This was actually first cited in the Oxford English Dictionary in 1942. And... Banjo, cut out the bourgeois. It's enough snoring, bourgeois. All right. So it means that you're feeling a little love struck. Okay. You know? Ooh, you're all a Twitter-pated. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. What blows my mind is that this was actually in the Oxford English Dictionary. Twitter-pated. Tiki-poo, I do not think made it into the dictionary. Tiki-poo was used in 1939. It means that everything is as it should be. Tiki-poo? Everything's Tiki-poo. What the hell? Where did that come from? I don't know. But you told me earlier today that everything was hunky-dory. Well, Where did that come from? I don't know. I have no idea where that came from other than I heard my mom say it when I was little. Yeah. Well, you've recently spent some time in the county. That's and true. so yeah. the why? county The county, by the way, is the upper one-third portion of the state of Maine. It's one county. And uh, that's where my family is. Basically, the Canadian border. Absolutely. It's also where about uh, one-tenth of the population lives, yeah. even though it's like half the state. Oh, it's frontier in many ways. It for sure is. There's one section called the Allagash. There's nothing there. It's, it's pristine. It's the way it always has been. We should talk about this. Okay, but later. There were UFO sightings there. Any hoozle. Giggle mug. Giggle mug. I bet you can guess what that is. Smirky face? Yeah, it's a okay. smiley face. It's okay. someone who's always smiling. Okay. Um, be it because they are maybe a little goofy or uh, always happy. You don't know. But they are a giggle mug. Perpetually smiling giggle mug. And I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> <laughs> This one's one of my favorites, and I think that it is a great lesson for us all um, to live or go along cheerfully 
in spite of minor misfortunes. So you've got some first world problems going on. You recognize that it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. You have some a certain amount of perspective. Okay. Even though maybe you got a flat tire this morning, you're going to pang-wangle along and be just fine. Pang-wangle. I've heard that. You're going to pang-wangle. I think maybe in a novel I read once. It may be. And it's, it's one of my favorites. I try to use it... Uh, as often as I think to. I know I've used it on our social media posts before uh, because it is glorious. It also sounds like kind of an unusual sex act. You know, like I'm going to pang wangle the shit out of you. (laughs) Well, that might be a minor misfortune that you have to pang wangle through, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is this bourgeois? Um, in the 1920s, oftentimes, uh, one might refer to some cash as a smooch. So if you wanted to ask your significant other for a little bit of spending money, you might say, give me a smooch. Hmm. That's how you love. <laughs> okay. Apparently. Sure. <laughs> All right. If something is the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. We know it. We were familiar with that phrase. Sure. For some reason, that one stuck around. It rhymes. Uh, that's probably exactly it. Right. Something can also be the berries. That's like what we when we say, that's the balls. That is the balls. It's the balls. It is the balls. And um, I think that one's maybe a little more confusing. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> The berries, uh, it's something that's good. It's something that's uh, hip and cool, and it's its all right by you. It mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. 100% the berries. And if you're looking for another way to say that it's the berries, you might also you might also say that it's darb. D-A-R-B? D-A-R-B, something deemed wonderful or splendid. It is similar to the berries. What time frame? In nineteen twenties, still we're still in the twenties. Well, we, we we moved away from the twenties, and, and now we're back now into we're the twenties. Okay, good. I love the twenties. I love to pang wangle through the twenties. Um, we've heard of people being described as an egg, right? So he's a good egg. Sure. Yeah. 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 Generally, egg in the twenties described a person who leads an absurdly wealthy, extravagant life. Hmm. So uh, think like Great Gatsby style. You know, they're all a bunch of eggs. You smoking cigarettes? Yeah. It's a gasper. A gasper. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because if you keep smoking, you're going to be a gasper. Exactly. You drinking booze? You got some giggle water. <laughs> I love giggle water. Right? I'm, I'm using that. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I like it a lot. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, in the 1920s, it was very popular to refer to engagement rings as handcuffs. <laughs> yep. Which um, I think probably meant one thing, but I'm going to take it another way. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. You made it about being trapped. I made it sexy. That's what you do. <laughs> What if you have to go to the bathroom now? Right this minute? Well, if I was Gigi Allen, it would be a simple May process. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, to excuse yourself to the restroom mm-hmm. in the 1920s, you might use the term iron one's shoelaces. <laughs> I'm writing these down. I got to go iron my shoelaces. That's wonderful. That means you've got to take it up. All right. Is everything fine? 
Maybe you've had a little giggle water and someone's saying, hey, hey, are you okay? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. You might respond by saying, yeah, yeah, everything's Jake. Everything's Jake. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything's Jake. J-A-K-E. Maybe at this party, a lot of these things are party related. I think it's because of the time. I don't know. It was because of the giggle water. It was because of the giggle water. If you're taking a swig of alcohol, particularly hard alcohol, you might say you got a jorum of ski. I have no idea even how to begin to spell that. Jorum of ski. So um, you've had some fun. You've had some jig. I was going to say jiggle water. That's different altogether. <laughs> um, and you're ready to leave this party, right? So you're familiar with the term "blow this popsicle stand," yeah? <laughs> sure. Sure. Which sounds really awkward and uh, anatomically impossible. Hey, you know I've seen it on videos. Um, really? It well, I mean, do some yoga. All right. But if you don't want to use the term blow this popsicle stand mm. and you're in the 1920s or if you're super awesome now, you might say let's blouse. Blouse. Just like you would imagine. Flouncy. Blouse. Okay. Floop. Blouse. All right. And finally, you're hitting up a lot of these parties lately. You are enjoying quite a bit of the giggle water. So uh, let's say... You've been drinking a lot, and your friends are a little concerned. They're like, oh, where's uh, where's Jethro been? Oh, he's on a bender. Instead of saying that he's on a bender, why not make his, his issue uh, fun for you and your friends? So you'd say, <laughs> he's on a toot. On a toot. He's on a toot. That All kinds of ossified. That meant something entirely different in the 80s. <laughs> oh, mm. oh. Was that a little uh, Peruvian... Marching powder. Marching powder? Yeah. That was a toot? That was a toot. I did not know. Well, that's what I heard. By the way, you could also call whiskey panther piss. All right, that's the last that's one. That's it? Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, you ended at just the right time because I need some more giggle water. And um, I don't want to hear any of your bourgeois, okay? <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Box of Oddities. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you at the live show on Wednesday. I'm crossing my fingers. If not, maybe a future show, if there is one. <laughs> Here's the thing. You want some entertainment, you're going to want to go to our live show on Wednesday. Because think about this. Two grown people with social anxiety disorder... <laughs> On stage for the first time in front of a live crowd. Why are you trying to make me feel even worse about this? You're going to love it. It's going to be so great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there. You and can get all the details at theboxofoddities.com. In the meantime, we'll, uh, the next episode will drop on Thursday. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. <laughs> And so, let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those not report to, to beseech you for assistance. The Box of Oddities is free. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, 
The Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Have you ever wondered how inbred the Habsburgs really were? What women in the past used for birth control? Or what Queen Victoria's nine children got up to? On the History Tea Time podcast, I profile remarkable queens and LGBTQ plus royals, explore royal family trees, and delve into women's medical history and other fascinating topics. Join me every Tuesday for History Tea Time, wherever fine podcasts are enjoyed. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.